Today's reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you yourselves not my workmanship in the Lord? Even if I am not an apostle to others, surely I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who scrutinize me. Have we no right to food and to drink? Have we no right to take along a believing wife, as do other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or are Barnabas and I the only apostles who must work for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its fruit? Who tends a flock and does not drink of its milk? Do I say this from a human perspective? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Isn't he actually speaking on our behalf? Indeed, this was written for us. Because when the plowman plows and the thresher threshes, they should also expect to share in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much for us to reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right to your support, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not exercise this right. Instead, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who work in the temple eat of its food, and those who serve at the altar partake of its offerings? In the same way, the Lord has prescribed that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I have not used any of these rights. And I am not writing this to suggest that something be done for me. Indeed, I would rather die than let anyone nullify my boast. Yet, when I preach the gospel, I have no reason to boast, because I am obligated to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel! If my preaching is voluntary, I have a reward. But if it is not voluntary, I am still entrusted with a responsibility. What then is my reward? That in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge, and so not use up my rights in preaching it. Though I am free of obligation to anyone, I make myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law. To those without the law I became like one without the law, Though I am not outside the law of God, but I am under the law of Christ, to win those without the law. To the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way as to take the prize. Everyone who competes in the games trains with strict discipline. They do it for a crown that is perishable, but we do it for a crown that is imperishable. Therefore, I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight like I am beating the air. No, I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. This is God's word. In this chapter, Paul began to defend how he served God in the role of an apostle. Verses 1 and 2 offer his qualifications to us as an apostle. The main qualification is in verse 1, Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? 
That is a reference to his Damascus Road vision. Christ both saved him there and commanded him to preach the gospel. Again, that's in Acts chapter 9. The remainder of 1 Corinthians 9, 1 and 2 describes how the conversion of the Corinthians proved Paul's authenticity as an apostle. In verses 3 through 14, Paul defended his right to be supported financially by those he served in the ministry of the gospel. He argued that he had the right to be paid by the Corinthians and others for his service in the gospel. That's verses 3 through 14. But then he explained how he refused to insist on this support so that the gospel would travel unrestricted. We see that in verse 12 and verse 15. In verses 19 through 23, Paul explained that everything he did was designed to advance the gospel. As one of my teachers, Haddon Robinson, once put it, he would do anything short of sinning to win people to Christ. Would you do that? Would you do anything short of sinning to reach people for Christ? Or do we do everything we can to avoid talking about Christ? Those are convicting questions, aren't they? They challenge our lack of evangelistic zeal and expose our desire to please people more than to please Christ. Is the gospel coming up in your conversations with others? Are you looking for ways to talk about Jesus? That's how Paul acted and how we should approach life in this world. So I hope you'll have an opportunity today to talk to someone about Jesus. If you found this devotional helpful, and you didn't receive it in your email this morning, please sign up to receive it in your email by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Also, you can help support me financially in this work by going to dailypbj.com slash support. Finally, maybe someone you know, maybe, finally, maybe someone you know would get a lot out of this devotional. If so, please share it. And thank you so much. May God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.